Alex, there is actual news this morning. Why is that? Why would that happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Japan, pretty much? Uh, Yeah, uh, hot, fancy football update. One of mine went well, one of mine went okay, one of mine went great. One of mine went really well, one of mine is not going so well. That's all I got. I feel that's the benefit of... So there are two things. One, Mm -hmm. if you have multiple fantasy leagues, it's very stressful because oftentimes... You have to take contradictory positions during a game, which is yes. like you want, say, the defense to take it away because you've got that defense playing, but that quarterback or that receiver is is someone who is key to you winning. But yes. it also means that when you have a league go very wrong, and one of mine went about as wrong as possible. Like, I was not the only one who had Steven Ridley as, like, he's going to do pretty well on Sunday, and then two points. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a real bummer. Like... That sucks. Um, so that really wrecked me, and just I had other things that went wrong in that league, and the Ravens had minus six for me there, and so. But then you've got these other ones where everything's going well, uh, and so then you can try and balance your balance yourself out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing very well in our league, uh, thanks mostly to uh, Denver uh, and having their top wide receiver, and I'm doing very very bad in the league that I'm doing with the Giant Bomb users actually, and also my girlfriend <laughs> is in that league. Great. You want to let them win. You want to let them win. Do hey, that's I? Where we keep subscribers. I don't know if I care enough about my financial well-being and the site's financial well-being to want to lose at fantasy football. Right. To be honest with I you, appreci- so I, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So th- yeah, I, I I mostly spent this weekend watching a whole lot of football uh, and playing a few video games here and there. I don't know about you. Uh, the only thing I managed to really squeeze in was the end of uh, Gone Home, which I I basically finished when we when we did our show last week. But I I wanted to do like the last you know. 20, 30 minutes or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Weekend. It's actually the part, part of the reason that, like, I'm ex- very excited the football is back. But, but, uh, Sunday is prime real estate for video games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and key time. That, that is gone for the next six months. And there's a lot happening in the next six months. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's some video games coming out. So, uh, you're gonna, there's gonna have to be some time balance worked on here. Like, I'm basically, I, what I've decided is since I'm in New York, anytime, uh, TV is showing a Jets game, that's when I'm gonna play video games. Okay. Because Although I, the I, Jets are the number one team in New York right now, technically. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really something, uh, that's <laughs> so, the case. I, I, I felt, uh, I felt for Jason Schreier on Twitter, and I'm glad that he gets this one moment where the Jets are anything before. You beat, you beat the Buccaneers, maybe the only team with a greater <laughs> history of futility than, say, the Jets and the Jaguars. So, yeah, good work there. Uh, so, you know, I think it's still too close to gone home for us to get too deep into spoiler territory. Sure. But uh, certainly the game has produced sort of divisive opinions. Either you sort of love it or it's sort of not what you want out of games um like so where where did you where did you end up falling uh i actually was nowhere near as divided as a lot of people most people seem to be i was i was kind of more close to the middle spectrum which is to say that i quite enjoyed it um i think that from a storytelling perspective it understands its characters very well or you know the characters that it decides to focus on um it does a nice job of meeting out information over time without forcing you to just you know kind of frantically run around in this house and do all this stuff uh, I will say that by the end of it, I kind of figured out where it was going. I kind of figured out what the fake outs were going to be and what the actual, you know, where it was going to wrap itself up to. Um, 
it, so it didn't really surprise me very much. Uh, but that said, I did very much like what it was trying to do, and I think that on most counts, it executed in a way that worked for me. I can understand why some people were not huge fans of it. I mean, yeah, it's a very mechanics-like game. You know, it's more about exploration and just sort of discovery through, you know, what happens to be there than any sort of real, like, intensity or heavy interactivity or, you know, tension, really. I mean, there's a little bit here and there, but for the most part, it's kind of like a I'm-just-discovering-things game, and that's fine. I think that can be done well, and I think Gone Home is a good example of that. I think it being... uh relatively mundane and not that surprising is actually part of the reason why like it works and is surprising yeah. because it doesn't take it definitely it plays with your ex like i'm sure you know i can't go into to gone home without having played years and years of video games that's i bring that with me and the game plays upon that um and i'm curious what that game is like if you don't bring that with you because it often sets you up for situations where Hey, this is where the twist is happens. Hey, this right. is where the alien comes around the corner, and you realize that all the bodies are in the basement. Yeah, uh, and that and that moment never happens. And it's not a spoiler to say no. it doesn't happen because I think that sets your expectations. I think we've all for... pretty much said this isn't a horror game. That's right, really right, but but even if you know that going into it, and I I knew that, like Steve had told me both in private and his, as he has told said publicly, like there's no monster in the game, and yet. It plays against your expectations in, in really spectacular ways, and even when you ha think you've figured it out, and you, you have figured it out, the game still kind of plays with you and at least leaves a little room for, oh, this is going to turn into a video game at mm -hmm. the end of this. Like, ah, I, we're going to get abducted at the end and set up the sequel. Um, and and none of that happens. No. And it, it is that that relief at the end that it is just the story, and that's all there is to it. And yeah. That's it. And, and that's, you know, it will be wonderful if in 10 years that's a cliche. Yeah. Uh, but right now, it being simple and to the point and just touching in a, in a, in a, in a relatable story uh, is, is about, is very refreshing in video games. Yeah. And I mean, the thing I'll say is that, you know, from a storytelling perspective, the narrative of that game is very much like a really well-crafted young adult novel, you know? And I don't mean that in, like, a disparaging way, you know, saying young adult fiction. Because, oh, some like, good young adult fiction is, is a hard thing to come by the, nowadays. And, you know, I, and it's not just because, the, you know, the characters in the game primarily are, you know, teenagers or, you know, or, like, late teenagers, whatever. It's that it just, it has that progression of sort of, like, taking a, a skeletal structure of a story that you kind of understand. You can see what beats they're going for, what stuff they're doing with, and they they flesh it out in a way that's really nice. It's really effective. The the details that you find as you're exploring the house are really well done. They're, like it's they're like you say in the review, you know, there's so much stuff for you to just kind of, like, poke around and discover and find. And I think that stuff is really, really well done. It's not, you know, a game that's going to bowl you over with his revelations or, you know, knock you out back on your ass as far as, like, you know, where it all comes around to. But it has a really nice, sweet, thoughtful sensibility to it, which I really appreciated. And it does nail a lot of the details of, you know, being a dumb teenager in the 90s, especially. Uh, the fucking constant mixtapes you're finding everywhere and the, you know, the just the, the whole Riot Girl thing. You know, that stuff is very, very, very well done, I thought. Yeah, the high-res imagery throughout that game is astounding. And, yeah, it it could not have been constructed 
uh, unless you lived in that area because it is so meticulous uh, and so on point yeah. uh, that it is that is clearly, you know, you know, Steve Gaynor was was a man and, and the other people behind that game were people that lived through the 90s and had the same obsessions that, that all of us did. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, finding stacks of VHS tapes of X-Files seasons and that not only are there stacks of VHS tapes of X-Files seasons, but that... They are precisely numbered for the the amount of episodes you could fit on each VHS tape. And I yep. remember asking the team about that detail, saying, like, oh, there's no way you did that. And they did. They figured out what tape they wanted to feature and how much that, that episode, how many episodes could feed on, fit on that tape and stacked and labeled accordingly. And that is that is the kind of attention to detail that uh, that I truly love because that, that is something else. What shows did you keep on VHS when you were a kid? I remember uh, my dad would occasionally take movies off HBO. So we had like a, you know, like a copy that was just Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice that I basically wore out because those were the, like the only two movies we bothered to tape. And then I had a million old, like, I think Danger Mouse and You Can't Do That on Television episodes taped to VHS. And I didn't do a whole lot of VHS taping for whatever. I mean, I, I had I had them. But I, I didn't have like stacks of archives to to go through. But that was also because um, my parents were essentially religious about taking us to the Family Video, which was right. sort of the local chain uh, down the street. You know, as, as my memory recalls, on a near daily basis, I'm sure it was not actually daily, but it sure felt like it. Right. So there was sort of always kind of a constant churn uh, through the house of picking up some new game and picking up some some new film. So I didn't have to do the archive stuff, but I was absolutely religious about watching every new uh, X-Files episode. Fair um, enough. That was, that was my thing. Uh, well, I can see why then. Gone Home especially spoke to you then. Oh, yeah. Damn. Damn straight. It uh, makes me I, – I, if you're a fan of X-Files, there is a persistent rumor that they are going to give X-Files the Star Trek treatment uh, starting later this year. Uh, where they are taking the original film, uh, using that uh, combined with some CGI trickery to turn everything into widescreen and update the effects, because uh, that is a show that could use it. And yeah. hot damn, would that look fucking awesome if I'm, they did I'm that. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, other than that, uh, all I really played was some more NHL 14, which is you know, uh-huh. fine if you like hockey. Uh, sports? I won't, I won't dwell on sports too much, because I think we've already... We've already hit people over there. We hit our quota, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you play this weekend? What did you, What did you spend your time with? Ah, uh, well, I I snuck in a couple hours of uh, Papers, Please, mm. which um, I'm going to start playing. I've got Rayman coming next week, Good. so that's going to be sort of my was in my plan to be my palate cleanser in between all these horror games uh, in the beginning of September out of nowhere. Uh, but uh, Papers, Please, you know, is a game that. Huge fan of uh, when I played the, the the web version, and was curious to see how that was expanded out to uh, sort of. It's I think there are eight days in the web version, and there are thirty one days, a full month, uh, in in the full game. And man, that that, that whole thing is just astounding in yeah. its ability to tear you in a million different directions. I love that. I even love the achievement system, mm-hmm. which are these coins you collect from people in different countries, and essentially it's when well, at least the times when I've received the coin so far, it's when you are a human being, you know, where you essentially sacrifice your ability to be efficient to uh, let someone through. And um, it, it is amazing how it sets up those moral quandaries where what you should be doing in order to feed your family and shelter them the best is the exact opposite of what you need to be doing to be, uh, I guess, a moral person yeah. and to 
to get these achievements if you if you if that it actually is interesting to you and it's not normally interesting for me but i thought the way it's set up here is often directly tied to the moments where you have to sacrifice maybe maybe you've already got two violations and if that this third violation is gonna be the one where they take away five credits um it seems like they tie those achievement moments to the times when you actually are thinking about hey maybe i should sort of uh, sacrifice for this person so they can come see their son uh and i it's just it's just wonderful all around. It's got a, a great, interesting story to tell that is going in some crazy directions right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I'm about 10 days in. Uh, I'm kind of just, like, plucking away, like, two or three days uh, every day. It seems like the right pace to go. Like, I think funneling through that game as fast as possible is not no. maybe the way to do it because the actual game mechanics don't change a, hot, a whole lot no. each day. You know, they, they vary it up so that you have to kind of be on your toes. And I actually love that... I discovered that there's essentially a zero consequence to just quitting and starting, you know, a day over or going back to a previous day because there are, I think, 12 different endings or, or more than that. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of different endings. There's quite a few. I've only gotten, like, two of them because I've only managed yeah, to and the, the and, and the game encourages you to go back and, hey, g- figure out other ways to do this or make a different decision at a, at a crucial moment. You know, there, there's, for example, a section where... Uh, I think it's the Ministry of Information. They ask you to hand a document to an agent that's coming up in two or three people. Yes. And you don't have to do that. You can choose to mix up the documents. And I, I, I followed the orders how I was told by the first agent. But there would be every reason to go back to that day and see, well, what the hell changes you know, when, when you change that. And then how does that affect you know, the endings you get. And I think there are different endings based on like – I think a lot of them seem – relative to how poorly you do early on and if you start to lose your family and and you're not good at your job so yeah i can't i'm not sure if there's anything more to be said about that game than already has been said except to say that you know i find you know having got around to actually playing the full game highly highly recommended like it is it is easily going to be one of those games that we are talking about at the the end of the year uh, i am certain uh, just because it does such an amazing job of the mechanics are really satisfying in a mundane sort of way because you're just following rules but it's that application of those rules that is really satisfying when you get through a day and there are no violations uh and you've detained three people and you're going to get five credits for that because you made a deal with a guy on the back end to get his bonus (laughs) and oh no uh, they're probably killing those people that they detain why wasn't i thinking about that when i made that deal i was Uh, thinking about that (laughs) <laughs> uh, God the, damn it! The, the thing I will say about Papers, Please, I, I've played through it a couple of times now. I've, I've gotten a couple of the endings. I, I don't know. I don't think they were good endings, but that's fine. Uh, I've mostly been sticking to the uh, the bureaucracy of it all. And I, the thing I will say that game has taught me that I, something I kind of already knew, but definitely uh, hammered it home for me is that I am the world's worst multitasker, especially if you give me a time limit. Sure. Uh, Man, I, I, it's like I totally get what I'm supposed to be doing every single time with with that game. Even when they add more rules, I get it. I understand. Okay, I'm on the list. I'm looking at the list. But as soon as you put that time limit on me, it's like I cannot put anything in order. I cannot think, okay, well, I, I did this last <laughs> time, so I'm going to do this this way this time, but I have to add this. It's just like it becomes this horrible jumbled mess in my brain where I cannot, I cannot remember what I've done and what I haven't done. So I end up, like, guessing a lot of the time and then just guessing very wrong, especially toward the end of the game when it's like, oh, you didn't check that person's uh, expiration date. Uh, that person's name didn't match up. Uh, that was a woman. You know, it's like things that should have been super obvious early on suddenly stop being available to my to my brain to perceive. And I it, it, it fucked me on that game because as soon as I kept... I, I had to be really meticulous about it and I stopped 
doing any of the interesting stuff toward the end because I couldn't get through it otherwise without like a ton of penalties. So Your poor family. At Your some point, poor family. Yeah, at some point, I'm gonna have to go back through there and and figure out how to be better at doing any of the things it asks me to do because I would like to get one of the good endings <laughs> eventually, but uh, probably not for a little while. Probably not. Um, in- yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of games coming out. Puppeteer comes out this week. I know, that right? Where did like that come that- from? Well, that game was sent to die, which is really unfortunate because yeah. that game looks looks wonderful. And I promise to you, Puppeteer, I will play you at some point. Also, forty bucks. That's yeah. great. I'm glad they are charging what they think is an appropriate price, but uh, I will admit that that shocked me somewhat. Uh, um, you know, they're trying to. They're, they're, I mean, it's like you said, it's being sent off kind of to die. Um, this week's not so bad compared with others, but it's definitely they're not giving it a lot of a push. I think they're kind of relying on you know reviews to to, to push that game, which is never. It, it's never a good sign that the business people have any faith in it whatsoever. When when PR is being sent off to to do the bulk of the legwork to get a game sold, that usually means that. They don't have any business reason to get behind it. They're like, whatever, just, you know, hope the hardcore people buy it if the reviews are good, whatever. And yeah, don't sad. trust us. Don't trust no, us. No, by all means, do Um So there was... Speaking of Sony. A, there, was a, there was a press conference last night. I know. Which made me think, like, oh, God, is TGS this week? And then we looked before we launched this, and no, TGS is not this week. TGS is uh, next week. Um, but I, I have briefly looked at this stuff, but we are essentially going to react in real time to a lot of this stuff. Um, so I think it's the, so the big news. If you're, if you live in Japan mm-hmm. is that, uh, the launch date is not until February, February 22nd. Um, yeah. Uh, which is not completely shocking to me. My get, you know, I haven't read their commentary or if they've talked to analysts about that, but my gut reaction to, releasing three months later in japan is sony just being rightfully recognizing that the battleground is in the west yeah and it is so vital they're going to win japan uh it's you know it's unfortunate for anyone that lives in japan that they're not gonna be able to get a ps4 at launch or you know in the window that everyone else is but they will get but one it's it's an irrelevant territory in terms of what the battlegrounds are in terms in terms of winning this generation right. or getting a strong early foothold and so it seems like the allocation of units is all going to Europe and to the U.S. to make sure that any damn person that wants to buy a PS4 uh, to what to some reasonable degree will be able to do one. And that you know that just seems like smart business. Yeah. Uh, that does seem like the smart move. Um, of course, I say that as someone in the West that right. <laughs> is is going to be getting it uh, in November. But you know it is it is in critically important that they. Uh, get an early lead uh, as much as possible out here, if that's possible. Yeah, I for me, it's... I mean, I never expected that thing to come out this year at all in Japan. They basically said that it was going to be probably a Q1 thing. And February 22nd, while three months after it's, bas- it's coming out uh, in Europe, and even, I think, a little bit more than that uh, in the U.S., is not a crazy amount of time for, like you said, a territory that is guaranteed to buy your damn system no matter what. I... It, it, I don't remember if they've even said if the Xbox One is going to come to Japan in the next year. Like, I can't remember any any news saying specific... I mean, I know it's not coming at launch, so right. I mean, who knows when that thing's going to hit there. And the Wii U is flagging everywhere, so it's not... I mean, even if it's doing okay in Japan, that's not going to stop people from going out and buying a PS4 in three months. Like you said, yeah. it's it's Europe and it's it's North America and, you know, eventually it's 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 places like South America and possibly even, like... Middle East, you know, there's there's a million other territories that are becoming interesting battle, battlegrounds now, 
Japan is practically a foregone conclusion at this point. And so them, I mean, it sucks for Japan, but, you know, if you're Sony, this is strategically absolutely the right move, 100%. Well, and, and part of the reason that you launch in these other territories is to get a, uh, a consumer base there so the developers feel confident developing for the console in that territory. Yeah. And there is absolutely zero competition for the kinds of games. So the, the Wii U is, is irrelevant because the kinds of games being made for PS4 and Xbox One, uh, maybe some of them can be scaled for the, the Wii U, but by and large, they, these are separate SKUs. Right. These are separate games, separate experiences. So the Wii U doesn't even factor into that equation, even if it was doing much better than, than it is now. Uh, the Xbox One has zero foothold in Japan, right. except for what Microsoft buys up, uh, like Crimson Dragon, um, or if they you know partner with Sakaguchi again. But that's all going to come from a money hat. That's not going to come from a place of confidence in a, a Japanese user base they can sell to. So Sony can just assume that Japan is a checkbox. So it it's sort of, as a result of those reasons, they can just focus on other territories where they want European developers, they want American developers, they want those people focusing on maybe giving a little preferential treatment to the PS4, or maybe considering doing exclusivity windows. Uh, so it, it makes sense for all those reasons for them to just kind of put all of their eggs in this basket, um, especially when you start reading the financial analysis of how important the PlayStation 4 is to the overall financial future of, of Sony. This is not just about the PlayStation or the games division. This is you know, a much bigger game that is being played uh, for the, sort of the heart of Sony going right. forward. Now, speaking of things that aren't necessarily uh, core to Sony's business model at this very moment, mm -hmm. uh, there was also a number of PlayStation Vita stuff announced at this event. Uh, yeah. Now, the main thing, the craziest thing by far, mm -hmm. is the announcement of the PlayStation Vita TV device. Uh, yeah. This is a little uh, box thing, very small, uh, that you can... Unexpected. You can plug into... Basically, you plug into your TV. It has comes with a DualShock controller. You can play Vita Carts on it, uh, and it will hook into your TV. Uh, it will do PS4 streaming, uh, if you have that. And it has, like, some rudimentary video service stuff on it, too. It's basically like Sony saying, hey, we're going to do our own little version of the Apple TV or what have you. Uh, it is not currently slated to come to America, but it is currently slated to come out in Japan for about the American equivalent of $100. I don't know how, who this... How does this PS4 remote play work? Like, do... Oh, well, it probably works the same way the Vita I'm did. I'm stupid. It's the same way the Vita, because the Vita okay. has the, the, the streaming capability. You can stream PS4 games So you, you turn on your PS4, and you... So you turn on your PS4, and then the PS4 talks to this thing? Yeah, and, and then that, that thing, thing would theoretically be plugged into another Vita? TV somewhere, I guess. Like, if you wanted to play PS4 games in another room on another TV, you could feas feasibly do it that way. Okay, so if if I think, okay, I if, think. if this is if 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 you could put this in like the other side of your house and have the PS4 in your main game room, but like have this little box in like let's say your 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 bedroom, yeah, and it could beam all that stuff, you know, assuming that you have a house that doesn't have issues with, you know, let's assume the best case scenario. Uh, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. I think it's a neat like, sounding device. But it's also one of those things that seems like it's a solving a problem that no one had except Jeff, who has been trying to find a way to get footage of Vita games since that thing came out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's going to have uh, TV or HDMI. Yeah. Uh, but it won't, uh, I would assume, that there is no way for this thing to play uh, touch-based games, right? 
Uh, that does not... Yeah, that, that sounds like... It, it's basically designed for games that don't require a lot of uh, touchscreen stuff. Like, there's like actually... Ter- like, list, Tearaway is not going to be there's playable. There's a straight-up list of supported this. games okay. for that thing. So, uh, that, that sounds like it's not going to be uh, the thing for that. So, with that in mind, it is not a Vita replacement. Right. Uh, but it does have this sort of functionality and this kind of this thing, and that is kind of cool, I guess... I just, again, it feels like it's solving a very small problem, which is not really the main problem people have with the Vita, which is that, A, it doesn't have a whole lot of games, and B, no one's buying it. But you know, I mean, I, sure, you're right. You're right. But, like, what if, like, PlayStation Plus, like, gave you much wider access to, like, a PlayStation and a PlayStation 2 library, and then this box could just basically be a dummy box to just play all, of, like... There are cool applications of this. Like, I guess the what needs to happen with this Vita TV is, I guess, more on the service side uh, for, for me to find this to be more meaningful than it already is. I think it's an interesting product. I think it is a very interesting idea. Um, I think maybe attaching it to the Vita name, yeah, which doesn't have a whole lot of weight to people, maybe that goes either way, right? Like, maybe to other, a lot of people, you know, Vita just is meaningless as opposed to, uh, us in you know the games press or the enthusiast uh, sort of game player who you know maybe likes the Vita but also knows that it's not exactly attached to a wildly successful com- product commercially. Right. Um, so maybe that maybe that doesn't mean anything one way or the other. Um, Hundred bucks is a damn good price point. I mean that's why I bought an Apple TV was for how cheap it was and the ability to AirPlay you know, video and, and audio straight onto a device that connects right to my TV. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, little idea, you know? And again, yeah. I, I, it's not something that I'm in any way anti because, hey, why the hell not? If someone wants to buy that and they're going to sell it in Japan, I'm sure some people in Japan will be thrilled to have some tiny thing they can, you know, play video games on their TV with. But it, it all comes down to me how well this remote play stuff works, right? Yeah. Like, and that is still an unproven... I'm not. I don't believe any of the the demos they do on stage. Like any of the stuff you see at press events, like that is all magical BS to me at this point. Not because you know they are necessarily uh, trying to trick any of us, but because wireless is so specific to the house you are right. in and and the way you have your setup. That until I know that works where I like, for example, uh, in my last apartment in San Francisco. The, the Wii U was technically within range where I should have been able to to bring it to my bed, but it couldn't make it through this wall, mm-hmm. so it didn't work. So it's like, yeah, technically this works if you look at the technical specifications, but in reality, in practice, what my apartment is made out of made that not work. Uh, so it may as well have been a meaningless feature. So Vita TV, I think my conclusion on that is interesting until I see some, you know, some real world examples of this remote play. And, and how well that does or doesn't work. And then if maybe I can somehow get one into my my setup and see if that works in my setup. Because if it does, I can, I can see some interesting applications. But, you know, until then, uh, I think it's more of a, hey, that's cool. Until then, it's something like, Jeff is going to import and then use just to take footage <laughs> yeah. of, of supported Vita games. And that's going to be about it. So And yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, maybe not super confident this thing comes to the U.S. this year. But my guess is it does eventually. Yeah. Um. Is it say, or did it say when it's coming out in Japan? I didn't did you, see a did date. You see that? Uh, 
I wasn't looking that hard. There's also some other, like, they announced some other Vita model, too, didn't they? They did, with lots of colors. Yeah, there's, like, six new colors. Oh, out November, out November 14th. Those motherfuckers with the colors. I, that, that is the one thing I will never get over with Jap- uh, with Japan and Western gaming, is that Japan still always gets the fucking cool colors, and we never get they them. Do. I hate it! I hate it! Yeah, that's true of the 3DS, that's true of the Vita. I'd say it's just been mostly true of handhelds in general. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I guess this, uh, this Vita TV, you know, November 14th is, just, you know... Well, even if the PS4 came out in Japan, uh, it would probably follow a traditional model of coming out in December, uh, a couple weeks after the U.S. So, I don't know, this seems like this kind of takes its place as, hey, a product that Sony can launch uh, in Japan. Uh, and my guess is they take a wait-and-see attitude. We don't hear a whole lot about this coming out in the U.S., but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like this in the spring. Indeed. Um, It'd be nice. Let's see. So they announced their, la- their launch lineup uh, for Japan... Assassin's Creed 4, Battlefield 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, Doki Doki Universe. That game was at PAX at that uh, Sony event we That's went right to, but it I was, didn't yeah. play it. Uh, I think Drew played it and found it to be kind of inscrutable for the kind of event that we were at. A, a lot of those... Loud music yeah. and uh, very indie. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they, there was, they were definitely trying different things, so didn't get a good handle on, on what that was. Uh, Dream Club, host girls on stage. Sure, why not? Uh, drive Club. Hashtag Drive Club. Please get it right, Joystick. Yes. Hashtag Drive Club. God's sakes. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 8, Extreme Legends. Uh, FIFA 14, Final Fantasy 14, A Realm Reborn Beta, uh, which uh, I guess people will be able to bring over their character data uh, from the PS3 to PS4, which is cool, um, if you're into that. Uh, Ho Ho Come which is a pretty cool-looking game. Also, another one uh, of those inscrutable games that you cannot yeah. identify what the hell you're supposed to be doing in an event. Yep, yep. Uh, Killzone Shadowfall, <clears throat> Knack, Natural Doctrine. I don't I don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, Puzzle for Sudoku. Tometo e Mahong Plus. Mm. I hope I, I hope I appropriately butchered that title. Most definitely. But you can't, la- you can't launch in Japan without a no. Mahong game. No. That is just uh, required. Uh, Resogun... Strider, so I guess that gives us a sense of when that game is coming out everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, Watch Dogs and uh, Yakuza Restoration, which, does that mean it's a remake? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know anything about, about the Yakuza that. games. I'm not a big y- Yakuza follower, so I don't really know, but, uh, you know, hey, that's 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 still a popular franchise in Japan, right? And yeah, I've heard good things about it. I tried to play that zombie one, thinking that that would be my entryway that into that series. That I'm told is a very series, different thing. No, it's, and it's bad. Yeah. It's just it's not good at all. Um, I would like to play uh, a Yakuza game at some point, because I've I've looked at YouTube videos where you are fighting tigers for no reason. And that's that game seems like the right kind of idiocy that, uh, that I could really get behind. But yeah, so Yakuza Restoration, uh, PS4 and PS3 and uh, Vita... Says Vita crossplay was mentioned during the press conference, but no exact features. So, Yakuza. Yakuza. Uh, so that's their launch lineup. Yeah, yeah. It's a launch lineup. Yeah, it's totally a launch lineup. Yeah, uh, is Dream Club host girls on stage? I wanted to say hot girls on stage, but maybe that's true maybe as well. That's, yeah, both. I don't both know. I don't know. I don't know what's in the Dream Club. Dream Club. Um, also in the news. Uh, uh-huh. Moving away from Sony, just slightly. Sure. Uh, this weekend saw uh, a little bit of a leak for the Xbox One. Uh, a little bit of one. Yeah, I didn't see this. The videos got 
taken down before I saw oh, anything. Oh, it got reposted. It what... It's been reposted several times. Oh, okay. Now, but, uh... but it's like interface stuff, right? Yeah, so someone has uh, an Xbox One in their home. That's not surprising. Lots of people probably do. Microsoft employees, friends and family kind of stuff. Uh, there's a beta going on, I guess, for the dashboard and other uh, related services. So someone decided it would be a great idea to uh, film themselves uh, going through the dashboard, trying some stuff out, what have you. It's some kid... You know, like a teenage guy. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, was there a voice? Can we pinpoint? Is this some? There's dumb very briefly a that... face too, which says that this person oh, was really not no. thinking through what they were doing when they put oh, this. Oh, that I, that poor father. Yeah. Someone, oh man. Someone's in, someone's gonna be screwed. I mean, and to be fair, they didn't really. Or show mother. Anything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want. To, it could be either. But it's either way, those poor parents yeah. who their kid tried to go for brief YouTube infamy and. Oh, man, are people going to get in trouble? Yeah, that, that sort of thing never goes well. I understand his mentality. I understand why he went for it the way he did. Uh, but that was that was a bad move all around. Uh, yeah. All we really mm. got out of it uh, was some dashboard stuff. Uh, it showed off a little bit of some of the, the, the favorites functionality where you can just put like... Some hot girls on stage. No. Uh, it's where you can put... The, basically, on the dashboard, there's a bunch of spaces now where you can put stuff that you are most familiar with and interested in uh so that that stuff is always right there you don't have to go darting around the dashboard they also showed uh he has uh, a little bit like he went into rise started playing the opening cutscene, and then backed out of uh in, back into the dashboard where it and then it showed the game was still playing the cutscene while you were in the dashboard doing other stuff which was kind mm. of a neat little you know trick and what have you nothing really that fancy nothing really that exciting kind of stuff that we sort of knew was going to be there but uh more than anything else how bad do you feel for this kid right now for all the shit he's about to get into? It's just, you know, everyone, this is part of the reason why I am glad I am 28. I am outside of the YouTube generation in the sense that everything that I did when I was younger, uh, you know, I would have uploaded stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, you know, but like I would have been stupid. Yes. Like, I would have been really dumb. Definitely. I am just glad that I didn't have that as a potential problem for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that just seems like that would have been super easy. Like you feel the kid's an idiot, but the problem these days is that you it's so easy to be an idiot in public. Yes. Uh that you feel bad that the mistakes are on such a grander scale whereas the mistakes I made were just me making those mistakes like and it was just my friends or my family that found that stuff and not at the entire world uh and the, that kid probably is going to get talked about at school for that like it's just ah everything about it bothers me i'm trying to everything scale about this i'm me. trying to scale this to my own experience i'm trying to think about like, the most embarrassing online thing i ever did and mine was i when i was you know a teenager i was in bands and stuff and i had just started using the internet a lot so i was on like news groups and stuff for like various music genres and and what have you uh-huh. uh and we were touring with this southern california band called meal ticket uh who were ska band punk band you know whatever they were re- relatively well liked in the mid 90s uh and while we were touring with them we found out they were breaking up and they had another band they were, some of the members were going to go start and no one told me that this was supposed to be, like, a secret thing. Like, this was not supposed to be, you know, told to anyone that they were, like, planning on using their connections to try and get this new band going and some other stuff. So, me being a dumb 14, 15-year-old or whatever, and, you know, like, in just starting to get a taste of the whole, I'm online, people are talking to me, this is great, this is, you know, validation, I want to be a, a center of attention kind of thing. I posted on the, uh, the, the one of the news groups that, hey, I heard this band's breaking up. Best to them, love these guys, sorry to hear it. 
And then I get an angry phone call like, what the fuck did you just do? Within like a day, <laughs> I found out, what the fuck did you just do? I apparently screwed oh. up their plan, their best laid plans, and I had no idea. And I felt like the worst person that had ever lived because I love those guys. I, I felt understand. like such a dick. Now I'm trying to take that level of feeling like an asshole that I had and multiplying that by several orders of magnitude and adding legal implications to the whole thing. Yeah, I guess uh, people are pointing out in the comments that his, like, there were other videos. Like, it was to his personal YouTube account. He didn't make, like, a new one. And so there are videos of his family and his full name is oh, there. No. Oh, no. And, like, it is just oh. all, all sorts all sorts of, like, really just not oh. thought out at all. Like, oh, I just... It just really bums me out all around. Just... My heart is just snapping for this kid because it's going to go so badly for him. And I know he probably meant absolutely nothing harmful by it. But this is when someone tells you, don't fucking do anything with this shit. You have to listen. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe his parents never told him. Maybe they were like, yeah, I don't know. I got this Xbox from work here. Fuck around with it. Do whatever. And he just didn't know. But yeah, probably not. He probably knew know. what he was doing. Uh, um, People are talking up this knack trailer we're gonna try something i'm gonna see if i can screen share this trailer okay i don't know if this is gonna work try it but we're gonna try do you see something i see a black screen you see a black screen what about that you see anything yeah it's moving but i see the whole google window okay it should change over No, I'm not getting anything. No? No sound? Nothing? Nah. Damn it. So, okay. The, I, I will link it to you. I will check that oh, out. Oh, I guess maybe the screen share is just the just the, just the the video. Pro- Do you even get the video? I, I see the video. But it's not really running very well or anything, so I don't think... Uh, All right. Eh, we're trying stuff. I guess... Yeah, we, I guess... Uh, how do I turn this off? Okay. Well, that didn't work. Um... Basically, they're, like they start showing trailers for various games, and they're you know the, the audio is in Japanese, but then someone dubs everything about the trailer in real time, <laughs> and it's pretty bad. Oof. It's pretty bad. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's a if you look just look for funny translation trailers on YouTube. It seems it seems pretty funny, but unfortunately, uh, that's not going to work. Oh, well. um, let's see what else. What else we got going on here? You want to talk about uh, Kojima? We could talk about Kojima. I don't. Do you even? I don't, do we even uh, want to talk about this? Uh, yeah, it's kind of how I feel about it too. I mean, I, I then it got more complicated over the weekend, and I, I wasn't keeping up with like he responded to people's criticisms, and I, I didn't. I he didn't. I, I'm not fully caught bit. up, so I feel I feel difficult make saying too much, except that. You know, the Metal Gear series has always had a actually surprisingly uh, wide range of representing sexual orientations and identities. Mm-hmm. If you actually go through like the whole range of characters, and to the series' credit, has often not made that center stage. Right? Like it's just the characters are who they are, and it you know if you look into them, you can see oh this is actually you know what their identities are, and uh, that's that's really great. Like that's how that stuff should be handled. You know by and large, is, right. is having a wide range of different types of characters uh, 
but that that differentiating characteristic isn't you know the one thing that makes them different. Um, but yeah, this stuff I don't know. I I mean Kojima I don't think has ever portrayed himself as anything other than sometimes being kind of dirty. Like if you follow his Twitter account, like he makes sex jokes all the time sure. and laughs about boobs and. It's not a surprise that that stuff translates to his games, and I don't, you know, at least he's honest about it. I guess is my he's definitely like blunt end about of the it. day feeling about it. Yeah, he's he's he is who he is, and his games are what they are. And you know, hell, half the problem I have with those games is that he tries to pretend they're more nuanced and uh, great than they actually are. Like I don't know, he takes himself a little too seriously for how the games. Uh, actually play out. Um, but that's, I, you know, I'm not the biggest Metal Gear fan in the world. I liked 1 and 3. I think 2 and 4 are complete trash. Um, and I think 1 and 3 are both, you know, 1 was a you know groundbreaking game, and I think 3 is the best realization of of that series going forward and had the best story of, of any of them, mostly because it didn't uh, go all the way up its own ass uh, for the most part. Uh, but I don't know. It, I, think, I think it's creepy, but Eh, I mean, like I've sort of gotten over it, I, I look you know, because I just don't take that series that seriously anymore. I look at it this way: the character's costume is weird from the get-go. Uh, he says there's a contextual reason for it. That's fine. I don't think the contextual reason is necessarily going to justify having a character that is a fucking military sniper in brawn panties. But you know, whatever it is, what it is, I, you know. Again, I think it's colored by the fact that I am not the biggest fan of this franchise to begin with, that I am not necessarily offended or outraged by it, because I kind of didn't really care that much anyway. Um, I know a lot of people love this series, a lot of people are very much looking forward to this game, that's great. This character seems like a weird one. There are a lot of weird fucking characters in MGS, some of which have rubbed me the wrong way over the years in various ways. I'm not expecting this to be all that much different than any other experience I've had with this franchise, if I even play it. Uh, I think his... I think five looks good. I think five looks yeah like horses. I think I, I'm going to play five, and I, I consider the Metal Gear games uh, like must plays, if only because Kojima is such an eccentric, and I I'm I am happy there are designers out there just making exactly the game they want to make. I am too. Um, I just and so that series yeah. for me it it's not. I don't know how to explain my problem with that series other than to say. It's just too much nonsense for me, and not in a way that I find particularly endearing or entertaining, but in a way that is just so hyperactive and so scatterbrained. You know, yeah, he has, you know, he brings a lot of things together, you know, in the ends of these games, and sometimes they make sense, sometimes they don't. For me, it's just, it's all just a million fevered, you know, like, child imagination ideas all kind of being thrown at something with, like, a loose narrative kind of tying it all together. And I, I for me, I, I don't know. It just has never done it for me in a way that, like, I, like 3 is the only one I came even close to finishing. And sure. I just, like, I know what happens in the games. Like, I, I eventually go back and, you know, read through what happens, and I'm like, oh, well, all right, that makes sense, you know, sure. But I just... I just don't like them. I just don't like them. And I'm sorry. I don't like them. I'm sorry. You know, I know the world wants, uh, it, it, you know, the, the gaming world at large is in love with this series. It just doesn't do it for me. But as far as, yeah, as far as this series, you know, this, this story goes, I think the, the biggest issue was just Kojima had some, some incorrect word uses there when he was describing some of this stuff. It, it maybe fueled the fire a little more than it needed to. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that's, that's accurate. Also, uh, 
me doing that screen sharing thing turned off like the real oh, no. time editing. Oh no! So I have to do I have to, I have to do this in real time now. Okay, well do that. I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you do that because otherwise no one will see my my face. And if people can't, I don't see know. Yeah, I don't know how to. Oh, there's actually like a YouTube app. Oh. Watch YouTube videos together. Do you want to try it again? Click that. Uh, except we're trying this. We're gonna try um, this again. Yeah, look, we are. We experiment. We try different things. Uh, it's trying to load the app. Um, I don't. You just see a gray box. I don't see anything. Yeah, I don't see. Let's try that one more time. We're trying this again. Hang on. Oh, oh. Yeah. No, it just. It just sits at this gray screen. This is what we well, get for trying to learn on the fly. Maybe we should actually do this in our own time. I guess. Oh, but now how do I get this thing to go away? Okay, there you we go. You don't now. Oh, it's it's going back and forth okay, again. Okay, good. Yay! Yay! We fixed it. Hey. Um, hi. Okay, let's see. Uh, so, all their small headlines. Uh, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon sales break 1 million boxed copy of possibility. Uh, good for you, Blood Dragon. Yeah. You were fun. You were all right. Uh, um, other small headline. Apparently, GTA V may be the most expensive game ever produced. Uh, I just, I never believe that stuff. That then that just like completely. What is the website or newspaper that said I that? I don't know. Some some Scottish newspaper, I think. Which I mean. Oh, well, okay, maybe they might have a little more legitimacy. Yeah. I don't know, but it's like the the quote was 170 million pounds, which translates to something like 266 million dollars to develop and but and market. So. I could see that being true, I guess. I don't know. That game is probably going to make most of that money, like, if not well more than that money back, so... Sure. Yeah. And who knows how much that is marketing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's... Uh, the amount of money they're spending promoting that game uh, is most likely astounding. Um, Soul Sacrifice Delta due out in March 2014 for Vita. Soul Sacrifice seemed all right. Sure. Didn't do a whole lot for me, but <clears throat> people seem to really like it, so... yeah. Uh, I think what's more exciting, potentially, is uh, Fantasy Star Nova, uh, announced for Vita being made by Tri-Ace, uh, which is a uh, offline or online co-op up to four-player game What did, uh, uh, that's coming what out did, sometime what, next year. What did, did Tri-Ace last make? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, with the jeez, Little Battlers Experience W Super Custom. Not the best in the series. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Sounds pretty I'm great. Click on it though. Uh, oh, great! There's nothing in the Wikipedia entry. Of course not. Sure, Little Battlers Experience W Super Custom. I believe yeah. it. Yeah, I, I. That sounds if legitimate. We still, if we still had quests, I would totally make a quest right now to fill out that page right now. On Giant Bomb. Um, it's, all right, so we're near the end of all these headlines, so uh, I will uh, point out to people if you want to ask some questions in the chat at me, uh, and uh, I will uh, take a look at those in uh, a moment as we begin to wind down the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, this Fantasy Star Nova mostly just makes me wonder. I want to know what the hell happened to Fantasy Star Online, or what's the new one? Is that just oh, fan- what's, uh... What's- it's the one Jeff's two, always Star Online, about, right? Like, he wants more Fantasy Star, and that they never talk Yeah, Fantasy Star Online 2, yeah. yeah. Like, it never came out here. Yeah. Like, what the hell? 
What the well, hell? It was shown at PAX last year. Are people, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Is the, is the demand there for that game? In the, in the- it's more I just want to know it was shown at PAX and then just disappeared. Yeah. Like, they translated it, or at least went down the path. They were starting to. I don't know. Maybe they just decided yeah. the expense was too great. You know, wasn't wasn't worth it in the end. I don't know. Uh, Fantasy I Star. Guess. Who's playing Fantasy Star right now? Jeff. That's who. Who else? No one. I yeah. don't know. Well, Jeff. Jeff needs games too, Alex. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy X and X Two uh, HD remasters to be bundled with a special edition Vita. Mm. Uh, I really liked Final Fantasy X. That was probably the last Final Fantasy I really, really got into. I, I liked, I liked, I dare say I loved Final Fantasy X. I haven't liked um, the Final Fantasy. I did not play, I did not play ten two. Sorry. Oh, really? Do you have, you didn't play 7, 8, or 9? I started playing nine? 7 and 6, and I think I, I think I might have started playing 9. I don't know. Those, those games just never did it for me. It's not my thing. Oh. Final Fantasy VIII for life. Sure. I mean, yeah, I look, again, it's one of those series I totally get why people are way into it. Just not for me. Just not for me. Um, I don't know. That seems to be all the headlines I've got. Let me take some questions. Do you then. have anything? Okay. Okay. Gannett, Ganthit, 2814. Are either of you going to pick up Pokemon X or Y? Yeah. I, I, that series just burnt me out a long, long time ago. Uh, if someone wants to make a compelling argument that that series has changed enough to take another look at it, uh, it seems more that it caters to its audience. And uh, I, yeah, I, I was just too old to get into Pokemon when you were a kid, and uh-huh. I never had any like you know teenage or adult friends that were super into it. So I never just never got into that series. Uh, sorry, I I don't think I will be getting Pokemon X or Y. Uh, spanking addict, <coughs> spanking addict. Interesting name. Very good. Um, yes. hey, teach their own. Uh, when is Walking Dead season two coming? Any guess? Uh, sometime this year. I would. I, my guess is that we'll hear more about it. Uh, when we when AMC starts ramping up. Uh, for season four of the TV show. seems like they're going to kind of smartly, whether it's a collaboration or not, I don't know, but I would be mighty surprised if we weren't hearing about both of those at the, the same time. Do you watch that show? You probably watched I'm that sorry, show. I'm sorry, what show was it? I, I just got caught by a chat question. The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I watched... That show's terrible. I watched all the way up through halfway through last season, uh, every episode. And uh-huh. I kind of fell off at the mid-season break. I went back and I watched the last episode and a couple of the other scattered episodes, and I was just kind of like, eh. Um, it's... I want to like it so hard. I really do. Like, there are certain things that show does really well from a production standpoint that are awesome. I love it. Sure. From a storytelling perspective, it's never been consistent. There are, like, two... You, you're lucky if you get two episodes in a row that are great. You know? It's like, there. if you get two solid episodes that, like, actually do some strong storytelling, character-building stuff, then you have hit the fucking jackpot with that series. Because then you're in... The, because at that point, you're in store for, like, four more episodes of people standing around doing nothing. It's almost like if AMC was to look at its other shows that have really strong primary showrunners yeah. and weren't really cheap and changed the showrunner on its flagship show uh, every year, that maybe, maybe there would be a little more consistency to that show. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep watching it because it's a zombie TV show and... 
that's good enough for me. And it like the special effects are awesome, and that's like a baseline enough for me to tune in for a week, uh, for 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 an hour every week. But yeah, that show is not good. It tries um, so hard, and it does some things so well, but it just cannot pull it all together in a way that is meaningful, and that is really unfortunate, because, man, I, there was nothing I could have been more excited for when that show was announced than a serialized zombie television show. That is something... From Frank Darabont! Yeah! Everything about from that Frank sounded fan-fucking-tastic. Yep. And, yeah, it just has not held together in a way... I go. I, I went back and I watched a couple of those first season episodes, and man, even when for season one like hit a hit a down note, it was nowhere near as bad as anything in two and three. Season one was full no. of promise and joy and happiness, and then as soon as season two came around, it just fell the fuck apart, and that is a real bummer. Real bummer. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tree points out. Fancy Star Online Two PC version accidentally wiped people's computers with a recent patch and update. Ah. Oh. So, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Hmm. A lot of people shouting. Not so many. Uh, mm. oh, you know what? I Here's one for you. Calnet101 asks, what did you think of the new RoboCop trailer? That's, yeah, I'm a little conflicted on that one. Because I went in all prepared to, like, just hate it on principle because, you know, of course I did. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I fucking love RoboCop. RoboCop's one of the best movies ever made. Um, if, you can, if you can find a way to separate the raging RoboCop fanboy within you and just look at it as here is a modern action movie that has a robotic cop in it and also Gary Oldman, there's something to it. Like, it looks kind of like it could be entertaining. It has a good cast. I mean, it's certainly Mike, fucking Michael Keaton and Gary Oldman and all those people. Yeah, there's there's stuff in there that seems like could be pretty great. It's really hard for me to do that because I adore RoboCop as a film so much. I am a Paul Verhoeven fan most, most through his entire career, with the exception of, like, the occasional Hollow Man or something like that. So it's hard. It's real hard for me to... to, to to look at that and go, well, I could be entertained by this because I know the whole time I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm just like, no one's going to say, I, I buy that for a dollar. There's there's going to be no Clarence Boddicker moment of bitch, you know, bitches leave, you know, guns, guns, guns. None of that. None of that's going to be in there. And I'm going to be so angry if I watch it and none of that is in there. I know I'm going to be. Maybe I shouldn't be. It's also be. a bad trailer. Yeah. It, the tra- like, I thought it was just a bad... I thought, like, you know, I don't... I. I I like RoboCop. I really like RoboCop, but it's not like from you know, it's not the way you talk about it. The reverence for you have for it is is not the same for me. And I looked at this new one, and, and it was just it was just a boring trailer. I thought like it was poorly cut, and and it didn't. I don't know. It just didn't get me excited, and it ha- it felt like for me that had so little to do <clears throat> with its lack of uh, you know connections or comparability to to the to the original film or RoboCop two like. I just thought it was a bad trailer. So, and and I think these types of movies have a real problem when they get to the marketing because it's a question of how much do you cater to you, and how much are you catering to trying to get a wider audience interested in. And and I think it's almost where they should just have separate trailers, right? Yeah. Like we you know follow the Ubisoft model. Uh, 
you have trailers that are fan service. Like, for all the stuff you're going to get in there that's like, hey, we're hitting this note and this note and this note and this stuff's here and get excited for it because then you sort of wipe the table on having to include that stuff in a trailer that is more about getting the wider audience interested in, you know, an action film. Yeah. uh, That maybe has heard of RoboCop and is like, oh, I liked that movie. Uh, but, you know, can't recall lines or remember just how fucking violent that film was. Right. Um, and, and so I, I think these, especially these initial trailers, it makes no one happy, no. I think. Uh, or it's it's very difficult uh, to do that. Um, well, I mean, and you saw what happened with that fucking Total Recall remake. I mean, that thing bombed. Like, it, nobody... I never I never ended up seeing it. it uh, the trailers were so boring that I just exactly. passed Exactly. It looked like the dullest thing ever. You know, it didn't really make any noteworthy box office splash. Critics kind of hated it. And, you know, it went nowhere. It, 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 the problem... Maybe someday someone will look back and say, like, okay, remaking these sort of interesting, you know, late 80s, early 90s uh, curiosities as bland-ass modern action movies isn't actually getting us anywhere. Maybe that maybe it'll take a while for that to happen. Maybe they'll actually have to get around to you know re- remaking several more of these before they finally get it. But I think I feel like that the implication there that people don't actually want to go see these things might be there, and maybe someone should pick up on that. Just a thought. Well, and we're really starting to scrape the barrel when we get news that they're going to remake Shivers. Yeah, which. I like Shivers, mm-hmm. right? Like, especially as, you know, for what it represents in terms of, you know, Cronenberg as an artist and where that represented where he was in sort of his uh, career timeline. But, like, Shivers? Like, yeah. Just go make a new movie. Like, Shivers doesn't mean anything to anyone except, like, you and I. Yeah. And it right? like, that's like, anything it, to me. So. Right. It's not even a particularly good Cronenberg no. film. Like, it's just, it's just an interesting curiosity, especially in the spectrum of his career. But... Go just take the premise and call it something else. Like, what is the benefit of calling that film Shivers except to get? Well, I guess like it gets people talking, right? Like, if a movie a movie about uh, the same premise, you wouldn't have gotten me to mention yeah. it. But then, but then that's the, that's such a cynical way to make a film that it just upsets me. Most so. most films are pretty cynically made, unfortunately. So yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um uh, Jonah Erickson asks, uh, are you guys getting GTA 5 on launch or sometime earlier? Do you know who will review it? Uh, that is a question for – you're not reviewing it, right? I am not reviewing it. I am not reviewing it. I am it. getting it at uh, I don't know. I don't – I have an inkling of the answers to those questions, but I'm also not sure how much I'm allowed to say out loud. So We will be reviewing I don't know. Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, there will be stuff about Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, but that's going to be handled mostly by the – by the guys in San Francisco. Um, let's see. Why don't we... One more question. Sure. Um, uh, Blackwatch, are you excited for any current generation games like Batman Arkham Origins? Uh, yeah. I, mm, Batman Arkham Origins, maybe not the one to pluck out. Though that's funny, because uh, I'm actually seeing because... that game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. are you? Okay. So. I just... I, it might... Here's my guess. Mm-hmm. It'll be pretty It'll good. It'll be Batman. Right? But, like, three of those so quickly, especially given this one's not made by Rocksteady. It's been, what, two years? I'm not saying I'm going to... For each one? It is, but I don't know. It, it feels like they're cranking on those. This one particularly feels uh, a little bit uninspired. Yeah. I guess. Uh, especially when you go to prequel territory. 
that mostly just feels like you're saying, well, Rocksteady's making the real one, and we don't want to mess with that timeline, so here's one before Rocksteady gets to release theirs. Uh, so, I mean, I'll wait and see. You know, this is actually an instance where, like, I will wait and see what the reviews are like. Or it'll be a game that, you know, when we have a lull in January or February, when that PC version is real cheap on Steam, yeah. uh, then I'll pick it up and, and then I'll play it. Because it'll probably be completely serviceable. I just, nothing about it has so far suggested, uh, it, you know, it's going to be a real step forward. Yeah. Um, as far as stuff uh, uh, I'm looking forward to, I mean, GTA is kind of the big one right now. Sure. There's some other stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of games coming later down the road. Like, I'm looking forward to South Park a lot. Um, I think that yeah, game's going to be Yeah, yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. Everything I've seen of that are... game so far has made it look like a really filthy Paper Mario, which sounds fucking That's fantastic. not going to... That's not going to come out this year. No, they keep saying holiday this year, and they just haven't given it a specific date, but I'm pretty sure it's just going to hit in November. Because that game's been done. God, I... They should put that out in January. They won't. They won't. They want to hit the holidays. It's Ubisoft. Ubisoft has never met a November release date it didn't like. So they will find God, a way. I just feel I, I feel like January would just give that game room to breathe yeah. uh, in a way that, that November won't. Yeah. I know, I know, and I, so I, I, I'm with you on that, but for a big license thing, I think they don't care. I think they're like, whatever, we can get this out and people will buy it, and that'll be that. And it's it, it's timed, I think, if they're smart, they're timing it around the new season of South Park somewhere, because the new one starts at the right. end of this month, and then it probably ends, I'm guessing, in November, so it wouldn't be surprised if they tried to put it out around the time, like the season finale for that. Um, Maybe they'll even be smart enough to, you know, they make those episodes fast enough, they could probably even do something like a tie-in yeah, totally. episode that that set that set that game yeah. up so that would be real easy for them to hmm. do uh i i'm expecting november they haven't i don't think they've said the specific date yet but uh and weirdly enough i'm kind of looking forward to to wwe 2k14 i don't know why that's that's just a game that okay. i you know as much as i've been down on wrestling games for the last few years i just kind of want to play all those wrestlemania matches i don't know why they hooked me with that thing i wasn't expecting it but sure. I'm, I'm excited for that so i don't know so there's a few things. What, what, anything else from the current gen you're 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 hoping for? You want to play? Nah, I mean that covers both. You know, I I, I think Beyond Two Souls I will play as a curiosity. Sure, yeah. You know, I I did I did uh, I did like Heavy Rain. I do want to um, know perhaps what, more for. I want to know what the fuck is happening in that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, every time I see new footage of her running around as a soldier in the Middle East, and I'm just like, well, yeah. I got I got that's a game where I just got to totally. know. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to that, but maybe not for the reasons that David Cage wants me to. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I think we covered most of the other those, but, uh, a lot of people asking in the chat about, uh, beyond or not beyond two souls, uh, amnesia machine for pigs, uh, which, uh, I have not played, uh, too much of, I played about 20 minutes of it, uh, pre packs. Reviews um, are starting to hit today. Reviews start. Yeah. Reviews are hitting today. Uh, that seemed pretty positive. Uh, the, but I am in the middle of outlast. But I am going to uh, record a, a quick look of uh, Amnesia Machine for Pigs tonight. Uh, so that will go up on the site tomorrow for, for that game's release. And then on Wednesday, uh, we will do a combo episode of Spooking with Scoops, uh, make a little more progress in Outlast, uh, and, and start making some progress in Amnesia. Um, but uh, I played a little bit of Outlast past where we, we last uh, left off because I've been kind of doing like a half an hour chunks with my wife. That's about as much as she can take before her nerves are rattled and then we have to turn it right. off. Uh, so I'll probably check out a little more of that. Plus also like 
these horror games, I try to play them at night, and then I just don't play them for very long, so it takes a long time to get through them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I unfortunately don't have much more to share about uh, Amnesia, but uh, I will uh, later this cool. week. Uh, do you have anything else uh, going on this week on the site? I am reviewing NHL 14 as soon as I get some more online time in with people, probably tomorrow. Uh, I am going to go see... I, I, I think I said last week I was going to go see those Warner Brothers games, but then uh, I had the week wrong. So I'm actually going to do that tomorrow and see Batman and see DC uh, Scribble Knots and some other stuff. And then other than that, uh, I think I'm actually going to finally get around to recording a couple of videos I've been meaning to do uh, in between all these other review games. I'm sure some other game will show up at some point, but uh, until then I'm going to try and uh, tape as much crap as I possibly can within a couple of days. So that's it for me. Cool. Um, I've got a couple more... Uh, interviews from PAX going up, one of which uh, will actually address a question in the chat that uh, is a pretty interesting question. I scrolled too far down to, to grab it, but basically he was asking uh, whether the <clears throat> the ERCB should ever consider having sort of an addiction metric mm. uh, for games, uh, especially you know as the, these conversations about uh, whether some of these social games uh, involve gambling. Uh, and I actually had a chance to chat with uh, two lawyers uh, at PAX who did a panel about Basically, what the the video game industry needs to be considering going forward to avoid uh, they avoided regulation in terms of violence and sexual content, but they are not out of the woods in terms of avoiding uh, regulation in terms of uh, essentially the, the the term addiction. Um, and we're you know, specifically speaking to you know a lot of these social games uh, like that Zynga puts out and, and the different kinds of games that you know are purely based on chance and. So I had a pretty pretty interesting conversation uh, with them talking about what the possible implications are about that. So that question will actually get answered in a in a dump truck uh, later this Excellent. week. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there'll be other stuff. I have to kind of figure out what my week is right now, anyway. But uh, that will bring. Oh, I just remember one more thing. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. There will be a new yeah. episode of the Power Bombcast this week. Oh really? Yeah, they'll be up on Friday. Why? Why this? Why this week? So uh, the new pay per view is uh, on Sunday. So we're gonna try and record it uh, Wednesday or Thursday this week. Put it up on Friday. So we'll have our predictions for that as well as talk about uh, you know the things that have been going on in the WWE and other leagues for the last month. And uh, also talk. I will talk at greater length about uh, Dan Reichert and my adventures in Los Angeles at SummerSlam. Uh, there will be some Ric Flair stories in there, I'm sure. So yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we look forward to that, and we'll if the embargoes are up, we will chat about your uh, your WB games on, uh, on Friday. Um, so thanks again for uh, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys again uh, on Friday. Ow!